Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary adventure through Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I do have to remind you that this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, the experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. If you like us, you like our content, and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money. So to get a free no-obligation quote today, head to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Also, please remember to subscribe wherever you're listening to the Disney Dining Show. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave us five-star ratings and reviews. Now, on with the show. Okay, this week's show isn't going to be the most exciting of all the shows we've had, mostly because it's going to be a balance of old and new reviews. Uh, Due to some scheduling issues, we actually only released two reviews this week as compared to the normal three. Uh, Didn't have something ready to go for Monday, so we ended up going with a uh, Tuesday-Thursday release schedule this week instead of Monday-Wednesday-Friday, which is Fine, because that sets me up perfectly for next week. If we want to do two again, I can uh, time my my special Star Wars review for May the 4th. But I'm not going into that. That doesn't matter here right now. What matters is the reviews that we have for you this week. And again, we have two brand new reviews and then we have two throwback reviews. And it's going to be a lot of me, unfortunately. Already sorry, right? I know I know. I talked through all of this that yeah, you want a, a brief break from hearing my voice, and you're going to get it, but you're also going to hear it a lot too. So the first review that we have for you is with uh, Pete and Fiasco and that crew, and when they were staying at Disney's Riviera Resort recently, they also went over to Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, and they decided to have a bite at... I believe it's the pool bar there, Banana Cabana. And the exciting thing about this is that it's serving menu items from Sebastian's, which is a favorite among the Disney dining crew, I guess is how I should refer to us. I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll figure that out later. But for now, let's go ahead and listen to what they think about Banana Cabana. Hello, everybody. Fiasco here sitting down right now at the Banana Cabana at Disney's Caribbean Beach. And there are some exciting lounge items that we just discovered are here and available right now. So we're going to dig in and share those with you. So here at Banana Cabana, we got the Jamaican jerk wings and we got the Caribbean pull-apart rolls. Those are appetizers that would previously have been on Sebastian's menu, but again, Sebastian's is closed, but you can get them here, which I am just so psyched, so jazzed about. So the the Jamaican jerk wings, when you hear Jamaican jerk, you might think spicy, because the levels of spicy when you're talking Jamaican jerk are kind of low to very, very high. I've had some extremely spicy Jamaican jerk, and these are very mild, something that everybody can get behind very sticky sauce wings uh, so it's going to be messy but they are delicious there's a nice sweetness to them but just a little bit of that jamaican jerk spice um very very good and now the caribbean pull apart rolls these this is my favorite appetizer to ever grace walt disney world property it is the reason why i couldn't get enough of sebastian's the entrees were great too i liked all of them but the pull-apart rolls, oh my 
goodness. They are just incredible. You have the guava butter there, as well as the onion jam. Now there was another dip. It was like a Caribbean oil dip. That was actually my favorite back when it was at Sebastian's. That is not present here in its current state at Banana Cabana, but it is still amazing. Both these dips are still great. Onion jam is my favorite, and I can't get enough of this. I'm coming back tomorrow. I'm ordering more. I'm bringing them home. And also they have a very unique way of serving this. Like I'll B-roll over my face right now. Uh, it comes out in this little, I guess, uh, we'll call it the banana cabana. It comes out this little banana cabana with the serving trays and it's really cute. Um, this place is awesome. This place is awesome. Okay, so this is, um, this was a nice surprise. I didn't think this was gonna be open and I didn't think they'd have the chicken wings and the, the pull apart bread, but it was a nice surprise. Easy walk over from Riviera. And as always, I think those wings may be the best I've ever had. They're so good. And as Fiasco was shouting, I mean saying, um, you know, you can get a, a Jamaican jerk sauce that can be really, really hot. I can't handle that. So there's no heat to that at all. It's just very flavorful, very flavorful, a little on the sweet side. And of course the pull apart rolls, oh my God, they're so good, so good. I do think $12 for each, a little overpriced. I mean, they're good, but you know what? I'm just so happy to have them because it's been so long, I don't care. But if I'm just gonna be fair about it, $12 for six pieces of bread, that's a lot of money. Oh, four pieces of bread. Never mind. That's okay. It's ridiculous. Three dollars a roll. Three dollars a roll. I don't care if you're spreading gold on it. That's a lot of money. Um, so, but delicious. And you know what? I'm really glad this is open. This almost feels normal. Almost. All right, yep, they're really good. I have had this previously here. Um, so when uh, Riviera opened in December of 2019, before the world fell apart, um, I had had the quick service restaurant there. I did not enjoy it. Um, and so the next day, when it came time to eat again, I walked over here and I got my wings and I got the pull apart rolls from uh, Sebastian's out here at Big, uh, Banana Cabana. So I know they have had it even pre previously, but I guess this was closed for a while and it was reopened or however it worked, I don't know. But um, they um, they are really good. $12 on paper is a lot for the rolls, but I feel like I've spent more on and gotten a lot less at Disney. The wings, I don't really find them to be too overpriced. Um, I'm used to paying a little over a dollar per wing probably when you go somewhere like if you're going to Hooters or you're going somewhere like that but when you're on Disney property I expect like two dollars a wing so I don't think that's that that bad as uh, far as it goes I decided to do something different this time I put all this uh, you know I put the onion jam on one end of the, the roll I put um, uh, the guava butter on the other end of the roll should you know got pulled the the jerk chicken sauce and the meat off my uh, wing and just kind of made myself a little sandwich out of it and it was a tremendous waste of time so because the only <laughs> thing you could taste was the jerk chicken sauce so there's absolutely no point in doing that so just enjoy them separately and like save your fingers and don't waste your time uh doing something like that so because i sat here prepping for like 10 minutes getting ready and i was like oh this is gonna be so good and it was, i thought he was gonna it was say, so stupid i thought he was gonna say wow it was so good and he's like a tremendous, tremendous waste it seemed like it was going to be a good idea, and then it just wasn't, so, yeah. 
They're great though. It's all good separately. It's good together, but it all tastes like jerk chicken sauce. So just eat them separate. As you can see, Haley is here with us, but you said we basically covered it all, right? Yeah, it was yep. also delicious. I agree with what everyone said. Yeah. Yeah. There you have it, Banana Cabana. Say that without cracking a smile. I dare you. You absolutely cannot do so. Very intriguing. I uh, I don't think I'll go out of my way to go over there anytime soon, but I'm happy that the team really enjoyed it. And hey, maybe I do because uh, I, I need to go out of my way to, to see it and enjoy it and eat it because my review, the first one that you're going to hear from me this week, is not a positive review. It was actually very disappointing. And yeah, I'm I'm still kind of disappointed by it. But I went to Magic Kingdom and I had a snack that some people would typically eat as a meal. And that's all I'm saying. You already probably read the, the name of the show or read the description, so you already know what it is. But I'm just going to cut it over to me and let me take it away. Hoi hoi everyone, it's Craig here back in Magic Kingdom for another Disney dining review. You can probably hear the frontier music in the background as I'm sitting technically in the Pecos Bill seating area because that's well that's where I am. I got food here in Frontierland, but I didn't get it at Pecos Bill. I ate here recently, so I don't need to go down that path again. So what did I get this time? I got the corn dog nuggets that you can find at Westward Ho Refreshments. And obviously corn dog nuggets in Magic Kingdom, they're like synonymous with each other. You know, we love our corn dog nuggets at Casey's Corner, but as of the time of recording this, it's still not open. So the best we can do is getting the corn dog nuggets here in Frontierland. But are they going to taste the same? Is it one of those situations where, yeah, they're just corn dog nuggets. Of course they're gonna be good no matter where you have it. Or is it gonna be one of those deals where, no, they're special because of where you have it at Casey's Corner on Main Street USA or looking at Cinderella Castle. Does that factor in? We're gonna find out. But corn dog nuggets, you know, they look the same at the very least. They cost $6.99 and you get two, four, six, eight, ten corn dog nuggets. So for $6.99, of course, a nice, nice healthy portion. How can you look at the the corn dog nuggets and be like, wow, ten for $6.99 and then go to the spring roll cart and get two for $9.50. I don't understand, but it's Disney, man. And I haven't had these in such a long time that I've been craving them. I haven't even had corn dog nuggets on my own at home in the air fryer. So I'm really craving them. I got a little mustard just in case I'm not, not liking them on their own, but here we go. Mmm. Okay. Houston, we might have a little bit of a problem. I'm gonna get to that in a second though. First, I'm gonna do a half bite so I can show off what the inside looks like because why not? Let's go over the top with this. So as you can see, the ratio of dog to corn, of course, it's a good, good ratio. Good ratio, good balance on that. Definitely more dog than corn, which I like. However, the dog is not high quality. This is not like getting a hand-dipped corn dog at Sleepy Hollow Refreshment. This is like, take, a brand 
of hot dog, store brand hot dog, like the lowest cost one that you can buy in the biggest amount of bulk and put that in here. The quality of the dog is not very good at all. And even the breading, you know, something about eating them at Casey's, it feels like, I don't, they feel like they're better quality. It feels like, you know, it's, it feels like it's almost prepared in-house, even though frozen corn dog nuggets, but these just feel lesser than that even. And I have a theory and I'll get to that in one second, but I'm going to finish this one now that I'm just waving it around. If you know me and my corn dog habits, you know mustard only. So this next bite I'm going to take with mustard, see if that helps fix this situation of these less than average tasting corn dog nuggets. That had a massive impact on the overall taste. With mustard, I can stomach it a lot more than just by itself. I'd even take ketchup rather than have these by themselves. Here's my theory, and I don't even think it's necessarily a theory because I'm pretty sure it's just right on the nose with it. But the reason that these really suffer and they're not as good as having them on at Casey's has nothing to do with the location and eating them in Frontierland. They are making these in the Pecos Bill Kitchen and then bringing them over in batches and then sitting them inside and then they're just sitting there. And I don't think I got very fresh ones. And I think that's why it's really, really suffering in this case. They do taste old. They are not very good. They're not like fresh corn dog nuggets right out of the deep fryer. And that's a shame because when they're good and fresh, they're nothing like a hand-dipped corn dog in terms of how much I like it or the taste and quality, but they're still really tasty. And these ones just don't live up for it. And then my next problem is that there's no immediate condiments available there and not even like forks and such. So that's why I came over to Pecos Bill because I needed to grab forks. They had napkins there, but I needed forks. I needed silverware. I wanted mustard. I wanted the option for ketchup too. I needed stuff to go with it. Uh, not, not a great setup there for it. You can't get free water there, but uh, that's like, that's the biggest positive right now. I'm gonna finish these up and I'll let you know my final thoughts. My final, final advice on this, while it's nice that I can still get corn dog nuggets in Magic Kingdom at Westwood Ho, just across the street from Pecos Bill, Tall Tale Inn and Cafe, I'm gonna say skip it right now. Sooner or later, Casey's Corner will open it up and we'll have a proper destination to get corn dog nuggets. But right now, it's just, I, I'm not sold on it here. And I hope, I hope for some reason before this video even posts, or you listen to this audio, I hope that it opens up miraculously and you can get corn dog nuggets the right way. This just isn't the way. It's a nice cheap treat. We'll fill you up for the cost. And it's honestly, it's not the worst thing you can eat here, but if you're one of those people that you need the corn dog nuggets when you come to Magic Kingdom and you want them the right way, this is not it. So just hold off, find another snack you like in the time, uh, in the time for the time being, and just wait, wait for them the right way, because I they're not great. Really, just the price point for me hits, but not even not even quality for the price. Quality for the price isn't great. So yeah, that's kind of a bummer, but this happens every now and then.
It happens every now and then because they can't all be winners. And corn dog nuggets in the Magic Kingdom right now at Westward Ho definitely are not winners. And I did read some comments from people on YouTube asking why I didn't get cheese sauce to dip it in. Because, you know, that's what a lot of people do at, at Casey's Corner. They they get cheese and dip it in there. And I know uh, Disney Food Blog loves their cheese and corn dog nuggets. I actually don't like the combination. Uh, as I said in the video, with corn dogs and corn dog nuggets, they either need to stand on their own and have mustard. At the very least, very least, I'd take ketchup with it. But I'm not. I'm not throwing cheese on there too. They need to be better than that. Once you start doing things with cheese sauce, unless it's nachos, you're just trying to cover up the taste. So I want better corn dog nuggets, and I think I'm going to get those one day when Casey's Corner opens up. But I'm just going to have to wait, like everyone else. And luckily, in this situation, uh, we... Oh, no. I didn't realize what the next review was. I was about to say, luckily, we can put that bad review behind us and move on to a more positive one. Uh, but the next one that we have, too, isn't super positive. It's also from the Magic Kingdom at a at a beloved restaurant that's not currently open in its normal location, but in a different location. And, hey, you probably have already watched this at some point in time, or you're just going to hear it for the first time. Either way. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. It's Craig here at Magic Kingdom with another Disney dining review. And today I am eating an interesting meal. As you can see, I am standing right out front of Tomorrowland Terrace because right now, at least for uh, a little bit here, maybe just during the holidays, maybe a little bit beyond, they are serving selections from Columbia Harbor House. Uh, Columbia Harbor House now for a long time has been being utilized as part of the extended queue for Peter Pan's flight, which makes it impossible for that restaurant to open, which is sad. It's one of my absolute favorites. Uh, maybe not the food necessarily, but the atmosphere inside. But yeah, now they have, uh, they've opened up Tomorrowland Terrace to serve some of the food there. So I am going to go ahead and try it. I'm going to place my mobile order here and get going and... We'll see what I choose and what I what I go with. I am now sitting down here at the Tomorrowland Terrace. I have my headphones in uh, because it is the only way I'm going to get a decent audio here. It is so noisy. The chairs here are all very heavy, so it is the sound of chairs dragging. And then with the roof over top of this entire area, it's just like a giant echo chamber and everyone here is screaming. So I apologize for the look of the headphones in. It's very weird for me. I'm not used to eating a meal with headphones in, but I'm just going to have to do that or this will not come out even at all a little bit. So uh, they basically do have pretty much everything that you could expect from Columbia Harbor House. They have the lobster roll. They have the, the trio of fried foods, the shrimp, the fish, the chicken, it's it's all there, um, you know. No healthy lighter option like salmon. That is that is not on the menu over here. So I'm guessing they are basically like, okay, well we're utilizing the fryers that are here and available. And then lobster roll. We just need to have cold lobster storage. Again, French fries, hush puppy stuff like that. Just utilizes fryers. So that's why it's able to. Uh, that's why it's able to work here. And I will say it is insanely popular. There are so many people eating here. Uh, there's a ton of seating, which that also helps. And they've basically eliminated most of the relaxation station that currently was here 
before because they need it for the the uh, Columbia Harbor House food. So I ended up going with the lobster roll for fifteen ninety nine. Comes with one side, and I chose hush puppies. I was requested of me to have the hush puppies, so I'm more than happy to oblige with that. Uh, and the lobster roll is pretty sad. It's not the saddest one that I've ever seen from Columbia Harbor House. Uh, I I know a couple of years back when Steve Porter ate here and did a review of Columbia Harbor House in the actual location, uh, he had the most ridiculously large piece of romaine lettuce on his actual sandwich, and it was just hilarious. It was more lettuce than anything else. And mine is close to doing that, but... It's not, uh, you know, there's a lot of lettuce there. There's a lot of bun, but then there is still a decent amount of lobster chunk. But at the same time, there is not nearly enough lobster chunk on this thing for $15.99. Uh, there, there is, you know, it's, it's substantial pieces of lobster and not a lot of mayo and onion and, and celery in there. So I will say there is, there is a good amount of lobster right there, but... It's just, it's still a pathetic amount at the same time. So I guess I, I shouldn't really start judging this thing, though, until I take a bite, because it could be amazing, and I'll say, you know what, it's worth not having that extra little bit of lobster. So here goes nothing. I am a few bites into this thing, and it's not the worst lobster roll I've had, but it's also not the best. Pretty much like I assumed, the lobster, just, there, there's not enough on there. It's not bad lobster. It's, uh, and the, the sauce that's on it, you know, mayonnaise-based sauce, it's not, like, overpowering it at all. But most of the, the taste from the sandwich is actually coming from the uh, the buttered bread. That's where, that's where the majority of the flavor is coming from. And then it's just a light hint of, of actual, uh, lobster on there and honestly you know the romaine there is too much of it i'm not going to even beat around the bush about it there is there's way too much romaine but i think they have to put that much on there so they can really try to hide the fact that there's really not that much lobster on the sandwich it's a cheap cop out in my opinion to do that but i get why they're doing it yeah it's um it's just right now halfway through it it doesn't seem like it's worth the price at all i would rather pay the ridiculous like eight or nine dollars for the lobster roll you can get at epcot during during one of the food and wine festivals but uh yeah i don't know let me just keep let me keep chewing and i'll get to the bottom of this i am so sad on my very next bite that i just took as soon as i took the bite i wasn't holding the sandwich correctly and i lost so much lobster just on my arm and on the ground. Yeah. Sad days. Before I give you my final analysis on the lobster roll, I want to dig into these hush puppies. They give you six hush puppies. And I don't know what to, like, eat with the hush puppies. Anytime I've ever had them at, like, a beach location, I feel like it's always come with a, a remoulade of sorts. And here, my options are mayonnaise, mustard, barbecue sauce, ketchup. I think that's about it. So I don't know what to eat these with. I don't know if I'm just supposed to eat them as they are. I'm going with that method. And uh, uh, hopefully, 
hopefully they're tasty. But there are six of them, so uh, definitely substantial as a side portion, unlike the lobster roll itself. But these will help balance out the entire meal. Maybe it'll get it up to that that fifteen ninety nine price point. But here goes nothing. I'm pleasantly surprised by the hush puppies. I, I really like them. They're you know fried nice and crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. That nice flavor and semi-texture of corn going throughout it. Uh, just really, really buttery as well, too. It's just a nice little side dish. And for some reason, it just doesn't feel as... It doesn't feel as unhealthy as fries, even though there's no redeeming quality to it, I believe. And, you know, the fried nature of it makes it makes it taste really similar to, like, the, the coating that was on top of the the corn dog nuggets over at Casey's. So it's almost like a trip down memory lane in, in that aspect too. So I'm actually digging the hush puppies more than the lobster roll itself. But I'm gonna I'm gonna finish these up while they're still warm and then I will give my final analysis on my Columbia Harbor House Tomorrowland Terrace Tomorrowland Harbor House meal experience. I just wrapped up with my meal, and I'm very conflicted. I think just based on what I had and based on watching Steve's review of the lobster roll two years ago at Columbia Harbor House, I think the food is probably pretty much spot on to what they were serving over in the restaurant. I mean, with the fried foods, it's not really that hard to screw up. It's it's just fried foods. So I feel like that's easy enough to convert over to this restaurant. And then the lobster roll, again, is an easy easy change over here. All they need to do is keep that lobster cold because it is served cold on the warm bread. It's all easy enough. So I think if you're looking for that fix of any of those limited menu items from Columbia Harbor House, this is a great place to come to so you can get that fixed since it's been closed for so, so long. That being said, the experience of sitting here and eating at Tomorrowland Terrace is just absolutely horrendous. It is so loud. I am, you know, I'm here specifically for this review. But if I wanted to take a break in the middle of the day to have a meal where I wanted it to be somewhat, you know, just moderately quiet and relaxing, this is not the place for it. It is just loud, noisy. It is one of the worst environments for enjoying a meal that I've ever had at Walt Disney World. Again, the dragging of chairs, the echoing of announcements, even the echoing of music and everyone screaming here. It is just so much. And it's a shame because... It has one of the best views of the entire hub area that you can find here at Magic Kingdom. So, like, you want to enjoy it for the view, but everything else just completely ruins it. So, the greatest thing that I can hope is that this is just limited time while it's busy and they're not going to do this forever. And sooner than later, they can get back to opening up Columbia Harbor House. But while Peter Pan's flight has such a long line, they need that restaurant to be utilized as part of that queue. So that also makes things that makes things kind of difficult, but I would love to see Columbia Harbor House be able to open up and and start doing its thing over there even though it would be all inside seating, you know. It's it, it, that's that's part of it too. It would be all inside seating over there, but I would rather it just be done right over there than so so poorly over here and again, not poorly on the food. The food I feel like is very equivalent, if not the exact same that you would be having if you were over at Columbia Harbor House. It really just comes down to the noise in the environment of being here. But that's just my complaint. Uh, if 
if if you think I'm crazy, please let me know. But yeah, this is right now. I don't know when this is ending, but for the time being, at least it is here from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. That is the time that is open here at Columbia. Well, here at Tomorrowland Terrace, the a taste of Columbia Harbor House. I need to get back over there and try more of the food at its temporary spot that is still going on. I know back then I said maybe it'll be through the holidays, maybe it'll be longer. Obviously, we are now past spring break, heading full steam into summer, and it is still happening at Tomorrowland Terrace because Peter Pan's flight is still utilizing Columbia Harbor House as a queue. And yeah, I need to get back over there because I I have been going around trying all the different chicken tender nugget strip combos that you can find all around Magic Kingdom. And I still have to hit uh, the, the chicken tenders that you can get at Columbia Harbor House. So I'll add that back on my list to have very soon. But we're going to close out this episode with a very long review. This is, again, another throwback review. Uh, and this one comes from Disney Springs. It's going to be me again, but you also get Denny in it as well. And this is from when Everglaze Donuts opened at Disney Springs. And we went together to do a, a big review where we had lots of the donuts and really got a good idea of the menu. And yeah, it's a it's a Again, not a really positive review. So this has kind of been a bummer of a show overall. We started out positive and we kind of went downhill from there, but it's still a good review. So enjoy. Hey, everyone, it's Craig and Denny, and we're back here at Disney Springs with another Disney dining review. Yep. It's another sweet one. We're back for more snacks early in the morning. <laughs> Everglazed is now open. Oh, the what? Yeah, the new hip donut shop here on the west side of Disney Springs is open and luckily for us we already have our donuts. All right so to begin things um, it is early as Craig mentioned it is all of 10 of 10 in the morning right now so I figured the best donut to start with this morning would be the Fruity Pebbles donut because it's cereal right breakfast cereal donuts it all makes sense. So we've got an amazing um, donut here. It's glazed and then it's got a strawberry uh, frosting on top and it's got fruity pebbles all over it, which is a personal favorite cereal in our family. So it only made sense. And we've got some custard on top as well. So I'm gonna dig on in. I am going to actually use a knife and a fork because I will, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna use a knife and a fork. We'll leave it at that. All right, so the custard goes down inside the donut. I'm gonna to try to get a cross section here for you because I know that's important as I massacre the donut. There it is. There so we've got a little bit of that cream inside and it looks so good and I'm gonna take a bite. And this is gonna be like sweetness overload, but that's okay. We'll start off a good day with a lot of sweet. All right, so that's a nice donut. It's, um. I want to say it's a little bit of a yeast donut and it's got just a lovely uh, glaze on the top. I mean, that's why we love Krispy Kreme donuts, right? Because you've got that sweet, sweet glaze on the outside. So Everglaze has kind of gone that route here, but the strawberry frosting has a nice punch to it. So it adds a little bit of a brightness along with the sweetness and the Fruity Pebbles have a little bit of a crunch, which I mean, if you don't like Fruity Pebbles, I'm sorry, don't get this donut. But if you do, you're going to like it. Um, the frosting, the, the icing is really nice as well. 
it's a vanilla it's a vanilla frosting so nothing too over the top this is sweet and these donuts are huge so bring a friend that's going to be or, or bring your appetite one or the other bring something with you someone or something i'm going to take a sip i've got a um, the salted caramel uh cold brew. cold brew thank you thank you craig you're welcome Oh, that's good. I love I love salted caramel. I really do. I like going into caramel kuka in uh, the Germany Pavilion and getting the salted caramel. So that's that's a really nice. I, you know, it's nice and creamy. I love anything that's creamy. That's really good. I I'm mistaken mistakenly thought that Craig's cold brew, which you'll see in a minute, was mine. He got a nitro cold brew, and I got. This one, so this ginormous uh, cold brew will get me through the day. It's nice, it's creamy. I don't know that it's something that I would come specifically to this location to get, but I'm gonna sip some more on it and we'll see if I change my mind, all right? If you know me, you know that I am a massive fan of donuts. I am a connoisseur of donuts, especially a lot of the donut shops here in Orlando. I have my favorites and uh, I will even, you know, I still even go to Dunkin' and Krispy Kreme and other places to get donuts. So I'm not all about gourmet donuts. I like everything. One thing I dislike, though, is yeast donuts. I have never been a huge fan of yeast donuts. I am a cake donut person. They do have a couple cake donuts at Everglaze. There's a blueberry one and a vanilla one. I held off on getting them just because there is only two of them in the classic section. Everything else is, you know, your glazed yeast donuts. Uh, so I felt like I need to, I need to go after what they're offering. And I said in other things before, when it comes to donuts, I like to always order the maple bacon donut they have on the menu because that's usually a good balance to see how, how they are with their donuts. Because every fancy donut shop offers a maple bacon donut and of course Everglaze does as well too and it's a maple double bacon uh, there is a ton of bacon on the donut and then you have your maple glazed on top of that big old puffy yeast donut and I am impressed by the full strips of bacon on it not just uh, little bacon bites so that was a nice surprise because a lot of people just use bacon bites but uh, yeah it's it's not just about what it looks like though, it's about what it actually tastes like. So here's my first bite. I will have to say the yeast donut isn't actually that bad. Uh, it's light and fluffy, which, you know, that's that's pretty standard for your yeast donut, but I don't I don't know, it just it's not something something's a little bit different about it that makes me like it more than a lot of other yeast donuts. So I'm actually kind of impressed with that. And then the maple glaze on top, of course, is delicious. Uh, the bacon adds that saltiness to balance out the sweetness of the entire donut. It's, it's actually, it's it's really nice. It's not my favorite maple bacon, but it's uh, it's up there. It's actually it's actually uh, pretty, pretty well done. But I need to wash it down with my nitro cold brew. And uh, I was excited to see Nitro Cold Brew on the menu. Of course, they have all kinds of cold brew coffee, hot coffee. It's a donut shop. They have to have it. They were really pressuring me to try to put stuff in the cold brew, but I don't like extra stuff in my coffee. I just want coffee. If the coffee doesn't taste good, don't try to mask it with a whole bunch of sweeteners and milks to try to make it better. I need to know that it just tastes good on its own. It 
and it is it's nice it uh i guess the only other place i really get nitro cold brew a lot at is starbucks and i love starbucks nitro cold brew it is fantastic i know i'm going to get it pretty much like 99 percent of the time i'm in a starbucks and uh this is this is solid this does have like a donut house blend taste to it so uh it actually it, it runs very smooth you definitely do not need anything else mixed into it uh if you're in my opinion but again i like coffee i like coffee just the way it is without the added sweeteners and stuff so um yeah it's it's nice i think i'd still rather go to starbucks and get it but it's it's better it's better than i expected it to be so i'm gonna stop rambling and denny has another donut to dig into all right, our next selection from the donut menu here at Everglazed was the purple ube that we just decided to go ahead and get. It's the vegan choice on the menu. And so if you are someone who adheres to a vegan lifestyle, there is something on the menu for you, um, which is always something that I personally love. My youngest is vegan, and I know how hard it can be to find something uh, when you're vegan that appeals to you, that that kind of gives you your little um, feeling like, you know, there's something for you here too. So there is, there is at Everglades, uh, uh, something here for you. So uh, the purple ube is a sweet potato, purple sweet potato from the Philippines. And um, so this is the first time that I've ever had anything made with purple ube. And right off the top, I'm getting Mardi Gras vibes with the, <laughs> the purple glitter all over it. It is beautiful, but I am definitely getting Mardi Gras vibes. I feel like I'm eating a king cake right now. So we'll see. All right, here we go. So it is, um, it's more of a dense, um, compact donut than we're having with the yeast donuts. Although it, it's not, it's, it's more on the dense side. I'm going to pick it up. So, more, yeah, it looks more like a cake. It right? is. It, but it's not a traditional, because I'm with you, Craig. I love, if I have a glazed donut, like a glazed yeast, and I have a cake donut in front of me, I will take the cake donut every single time. The old-fashioned is what I, I just want a plain old-fashioned. Thank you very much. But, yeah, so this is kind of a hybrid between a yeast and a cake. It is sweet. So if you're worried that it's not sweet, it is definitely sweet. It's got a glaze on top, which is nice. And the crunch from all that um, purple um, uh, sugar on top, all the, the glitter, the sprinkles going on, is really nice and something that's unique. So if you're looking, if you uh, are looking for something vegan that is also really sweet and you're, you know, you're here in Westside, go ahead and, and swing in and, and grab that and uh, let us know what you think in the comments. But, but uh, I like it, not too shabby. My next donut is so big that I'm actually going to have Denny cut it. But before we get to that, I did get a second drink that I saw on the menu. I didn't want to just leave it at the cold brew because, you know, not everyone loves coffee. And I recognize that. I want to make sure that we highlight some of the other options. And so one of the things that jumped out to me is that they had a section on the menu called the Milky Way. And this is their take on flavored milks. And, you know, while some are more normal, they did have two that really jumped out to me. There was Fruity Pebbles and Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which hopefully are going to give you that same kind of feeling of, oh, this was this was cereal sitting in milk and then get that get all those flavors together. So that's what I'm hoping it tastes like. 
Um, I got the Cinnamon Toast Crunch one in particular because I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch a little bit more than Fruity Pebbles. No offense, Denny. It's, okay. Pebbles no are good. Taken. They're good. I'm more of a Cocoa Pebbles guy myself. Oh, so, uh, yeah, so I got the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Let's take a sip, see what it's like. It does exactly what it says. It tastes like that milk that's sitting in the bottom of your cereal bowl. And I absolutely love it. This is a genuine Craig reaction, which we we don't, I don't want to say it's rare, but uh, no, I am, I love every little bit of this. Even like mentally, I feel like I got some chunks of Cinnamon Toast Crunch sucked up the straw. I don't know if that's in there. I actually know I do see some floaters at the top. So, uh, oh, that seals the deal. This is incredible. If you like drinking the milk out of the cereal. I know Denny said that she hates it and she will never do it. She has never done it. But for me, oh, this this is this is my morning breakfast from now on. Skip the cereal. Just give me the milk. Mm. So what we have here is the peanut butter explosion, which um, to be honest, we didn't really, we weren't sure about getting this donut at first because it is 10 o'clock in the morning. And this donut weighs like a, a lot and you can just tell from right off the bat it's maybe not your breakfast pastry um but then when we asked the team members at everglazed okay which one would you pick she said immediately it would be this one so we felt compelled to go ahead and get it we're going to cut into it now it's a yeast donut that has um it's glazed like all the other ones and it's got chocolate frosting on the outside. It is covered in peanut butter chips. It also has a dollop of chocolate frosting in the middle and an entire Reese's peanut butter cup on top. And see, it goes through to the middle. We've got some chocolate frosting and it just looks, and we're losing half of the peanut butter cup right there. It just looks really, really good and really, really rich. And, uh, it's time to take a bite. I am already regretting this decision of trying the peanut butter explosion. It it does look very impressive. It is their most impressive donut looking at their whole lineup. Uh, but it also just looks like it's way, way too much. And uh, I'm trying to get everything in my first bite. The chocolate frosting on top, the peanut butter chips, a Reese's cup in there too. But the one thing I did notice is that on half of the donut at least, it's so heavy that it compressed the donut down. So it is like, it's turned into a a flat yeast cake of uh, sorts. And I'll try to show a shot of it uh, over here too, as long as I remember to get it. But, oh man, here goes nothing. Uh, I am very perplexed by this donut. Uh, it is, first off, it's way too much for me. I would never be able to eat this entirely by myself. Uh, I, and... You know, if I was even to take this home, my wife is deadly allergic to nuts and tree nuts and all of that. So it's not even like I could share it with her. So I would have to try to power through this thing myself and that's just not gonna happen. So it was fun for the first review. I will never get it again though. If you love peanut butter and chocolate, uh, I think you will love it. And you know, uh, the one thing that stuck out to me as I was eating it, I felt like I was tasting jelly and I don't know if that was just a, a subconscious thing. When I taste this much peanut butter, there needs to be jelly with it as well too. Uh, there's nothing in the menu that says there's any type of jelly in there. So that's not even a, a player, but mentally it, it just, it felt like it had that taste for me. So 
Uh, it was it was a peanut butter lover's dream, and it was big, it's messy, and I will never get it again. But uh, we're going to go ahead and finish up what we have in front of us here. Denny, were you going to try the peanut butter donut too? Um, I, I can certainly, I can do that. <laughs> I trust your, I mean, okay. if you like the No Way Jose yeah. at Beaches and Cream, you'll like this donut. Okay. It's chocolate and peanut butter. I'm going to make Denny try it, okay. and then after she's done with it, we will end up, uh, we'll go over the menu pricing and our final thoughts. All right. As if I needed another something to eat, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to chow down into this and just give it a whirl. It is clearly the most photogenic of the, I mean, each donut is beautiful, just artistically done um, with a lot of love and care, but this one just kind of over the top. So yeah, I got a tea plate. Here we go. I was saying earlier, if you go to Beaches and Cream and you like ordering the No Way Jose because you just love the taste of chocolate and peanut butter together, this is your donut. Um, it is, it's everything that you wanted uh, to, to do or to have in a donut just, you know, when you were a kid, right? You just sprinkle all the stuff and you keep globbing this on and this and this. It's, it is over the top, it is overload, and if you just want one sweet treat to share with friends and family, this is gonna be your treat. Um, but yeah, like Craig, I'm not gonna be coming back here immediately to get this donut again, because it certainly is a lot. Now, let's talk logistics. As I said, this is in the west side. It is basically, it, well, I don't have to say basically, it is in the spot where the Pop Gallery used to be, right in between AMC Theaters and Splitsville. So it is in a very uh, popular location. However, right now, because of the procedures at Disney Springs, you actually have to come in all the way down closer to the Coke store and as well as um, uh, the, the theater, theater as well. <laughs> I guess the theater is on that side too. So, uh, you know, you have to walk down and around to get there. So it's, uh, you know, it's, but you're gonna, you're walking all around Disney Springs. You're going down there anyways. And uh, I, inside it is tight. They are already launched with a, a, a mobile wait time system when it's needed. But like for us, we showed up right after it opened and we literally just walked right in the store. And a lot of people were just walking right in the store. So I'm sure they will have to utilize it eventually. But for right now, that is, that's not something that, that I think a lot of people are going to have to worry about. Maybe if it really blows up and gets popular, it will. But uh, for, for how it was today, that was completely unnecessary. Inside, very small, very tight. Uh, it is, there's plenty... There was plenty of seating right outside as well, too, in a little courtyard area. I'll see if I can go back to get a shot, but they had one of the news stations set up while we were there, so it wasn't possible to really get video out there. But inside, you know, there's there's seating, maybe like uh, 20 spaces. That's probably overselling it. So overall, just very tight, but very clean, very, uh, very much looking like Duncan. And that's kind of that's i will say positive things on that now i'm gonna go to the negative unfortunately and that is pricing this is disney pricing at its absolute finest and not in a good way so the classic donuts with which has your classic glaze chocolate iced vanilla glaze blueberry cake vanilla cake fruity pebbles uh, strawberry iced with sprinkles and the purple glazed ube 
those are all $4.50. And then the Funky Bunch Donuts, so like the Peanut Butter Explosion, the Maple Double Bacon, uh, some of the other ones they have are a Mounds Coconut Dream. Uh, you know, we showed the menu on the video. So those ones are $5.50. Then they have donut holes as well, 12 count for five bucks. Yeah, 12 count for five bucks. Uh, and they have specials if you buy these in a half dozen or dozen. But I mean, you really have to start thinking about the pricing with this. That you save three on a half dozen and you save six on a full dozen. If you do a dozen Funky Bunch Donuts at $5.50, it is $66 and then take away that $6 and it is $60 for a dozen donuts. That is pure insanity. And same goes for the half dozen. You're talking $30 for a half dozen of the Funky Bunch Donuts. And then it's like uh, 48 if you do a dozen of the classics. And I didn't do the math on the other, but you get my point. It is... It is wildly expensive. And then they have, you know, they have a couple breakfast sandwiches, the burgers, uh, French fries. There are spiked coffees as well, too, that if you want to get a little, uh, little crazy in the morning and have a little, have a little uh, extra fun, then you can get spiked coffees. The Milky Way, like the drink I had was $6, that, that Cinnamon Toast Crunch milk, and the other ones are $5.00. Cold brews all around. Any Anything on the menu is basically, if I'm looking at it correctly here, I'm sorry, it's Denny's phone, so I didn't want to pick it up. Uh, the cold brew ranges from like $4.50, $4. My nitro was $5. Uh, the cold brew classics like Denny got 24 ounces. That's $6.50. Uh, it's all just very expensive. I know I, I just really went on and on there with random pricing and stuff. It is... It's it's a lot, but I'm not going to get into my final thoughts on it yet. I'm going to let Denny actually share what she thought of it overall, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Okay, so final thoughts. Here's the thing. Um, Everglazed Donuts and Cold Brew, I'll start with a positive. Super beautiful donuts. If you are looking for a treat, a Disney treat, or otherwise, to be able to photograph and get a gorgeous picture of, this is your stop. Come here, get a donut, take a million pictures of it and enjoy it. Um, but here's the thing. The, uh, the thing that I enjoyed the most of the donuts that I've tried this morning is the, the purple glazed ube donut. So the vegan option that it just kind of shines above the rest because the others were super, super sweet. And I know it's a donut shop and you're thinking, Denny, well, of course it's sweet. Yes, definitely. But it was almost cloyingly so. Um, it was just, it was sweetness overload. It was probably, you know, also contributing factor was, was the drink that I ordered as well. The salted caramel cold brew, super sweet. Um, the ube was really nice and it wasn't overly sweet. It was sweet, but not so. I loved the purple sanding sugar they used on top. I thought that was great. And comparatively speaking, $4.50 for this donut, um, that's a vegan option, very similar to what you're gonna see at Erin McKenna's Bakery NYC down in the landing. So as far as vegan options are concerned, pretty comparable. The, something, something can be said though, 
I know that we all enjoy different experiences here on Walt Disney World property. So if you're looking for a fun experience to have with your friends or your family or all by yourself, come and enjoy one of these donuts and um and share it and just um savor it as an experience it's not going to be something that i am coming back to regularly because of that i can have this experience and really really enjoy it and it may or may not be my thing for me it's a bit too sweet the price is a little bit too steep and um and while i appreciate what they've done i don't know that it is this a standout um, for me, like I kind of felt Gideon's, that I definitely felt Gideon's Bakehouse was. And unfortunately, it falls into that comparison because they've opened so closely to each other. But I want to hear what you think, Craig. I have to agree with everything that Denny said. This is maybe like, this is maybe like a once a trip special treat. If you don't have specialty donut shops close by you where you live, but I, I feel like if you live close to a lot of major cities at this point, then then you have a specialty donut shop that's doing donuts that are just as creative, if not more creative, and were uh, and also cost a lot less. And uh, one of the while Denny compares this to uh, Gideon's, I have to look down the street at Universal to Voodoo Donut, which is way less money kind of the exact same uh, craziness in terms of their donuts and again that is also in a theme park location but in terms of their uh, being in City Walk but their pricing is better so this is just, the pricing's too steep for me, uh, the donuts aren't my favorite they're solid but they're not the best and uh, it's not it's just, it's not something that's going to get me to come back to, to go to Everglades. I'm going to go to my local donut spots I like in Orlando better. If you have a rental car or you want an Uber, I'll even tell you about some of those. So you can go to them as well, too, because I think I think you're going to get a better donut. But it, if there was a gap not being filled at Walt Disney World, a donut gap that they felt like they needed to fill, then I guess this is going to do the job. But for me, it's just, it, it's not, it's not all there. It's not a miss. It's just not, it's not going to be for my demographic. For me, it's not a locals place. This will be more for, more for people who are used, having a Disney Springs day and they want to start their, their breakfast off with something besides Earl of Sandwich or, uh, Starbucks, and that's you know you're, that's kind of it. So it does it does fill in there nicely. And that's the review of Everglazed Donuts. Now I know Denny has been back at least twice since that first review, and I am struggling to remember whether or not. She did a video of it. I think she did an article for one and maybe did a did a video for one of them. Actually, yeah, it was on our very first uh, version of this show. Not very first version of the show. The very first episode of this version of the show when she got the Thin Mint Donut back in February. Wow. And this review was from January. So that means I'm running out of throwback episodes and it's going to only be new new videos or audio from the videos moving forward so we're getting very close to that but yeah uh, i know she's had more she had one bad experience at everglazed again and then uh, one positive experience so still kind of hit or miss but the one that she loved 
I remember that she was like obsessively in love with it. So yeah, keep that in mind with Everglazed. Expensive, but when it's good, it is good for people. But that's it for the show. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you are left very hungry after listening to all this good food content. And if you're specifically hungry for food at Walt Disney World, please, please, please consider booking that next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. And again, you can get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And then one more time, please make sure that you are subscribed to wherever you are listening to the Disney Dining Show. That way you know you get every single episode as soon as it is released. And then please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us five-star ratings and reviews. Now, I want to uh, go ahead and give a shout out to some of the people who have left reviews recently. Um, I, I think I missed one from here from KDC ATX. Love Craig, but please change the transitional tune. It drives me crazy. Okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'll, I'll consider changing it out. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'll have to see. I kind of enjoy it now, but I also don't want to turn people off to listen to this, so I'll, I'll keep it in mind. Uh, Jody Miller says, it was a four-star review. The intro before each review is just babble and too long. It isn't needed. Just say the place, <laughs> meal, maybe who's there and leave it at that. I'll, I mean, I guess, I guess I can get rid of the babble. Other people write reviews. Let me know if you want the babble or not, because I can get rid of the babble. I'm, I'm just doing it to try to to pad it out and give it a little extra personality beyond the reviews. But I can easily get rid of that. And that'd make my job a lot faster. But then finally, uh, Lemon Wedgie. I'm new to Diz Podcast and you are all my fam already. Oh, you're in ours too. Welcome to the family. Craig, you're adorable with your awkwardness and shouldn't be so harsh on yourself. Uh, I, I know I I know I make jokes about myself, but I seriously I I don't actually take them really seriously. I'm not this hard on myself. I, I just do it when I'm talking for for some odd reason. But I I really do love and enjoy myself. I think I think Craig's an okay person, uh, but I'm great to listen to. I don't know about that though. My voice has this really harsh monotone problem, and yeah, it's not great. Uh, Pete cracks you up, affectionately calm Echo Boy as he repeats the end of his sentences constantly. Oh, you notice too. And Rhino needs a fan club because you want to join well uh, lemon wedgie thank you so much for the five-star review and again please 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 if you listen through apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review there so more people get to find the show and join join our little crazy crazy family here on the dis unplugged podcast network and specifically the disney dining show but that's it for us this week hope you enjoyed it hope you're hungry and I will see you again real soon with another episode of the Disney signing, Disney signing show, I guess. No, the Disney dining show. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Stay hungry. 